how it affects our weather. Now, climate specialist Jeff Berardelli. So we have a very interesting weather pattern. Wednesday, June 1st is the official start of this year's hurricane season. According to meteorologists at NOAA, this hurricane season is going to be above normal. Storms are becoming more powerful and more frequent, and that's because climate change is causing warmer ocean temperatures. So because of that, we're reaching these threshold temperatures earlier in the season, and systems are more capable of forming before June 1st, which is traditionally the beginning of hurricane season. As you can imagine, communities that are more likely to be hit by hurricanes are bracing themselves for a rough summer. It can be frightening. We hope to God that we don't have any situations this year, but, you know, this is Texas, so uh, it's always better to be prepared. Today, our colleague Tracy Jan takes us to a place like this. It's a neighborhood in Houston called Cashmere Gardens. It's just a 15-minute drive from the center of Houston. Most of the people who live there are Black. And you'll hear that this is a community that has endured decades of hardship. Homes there still need to be repaired from Hurricane Harvey five years ago. That's because money to address the damage and money to prevent further damage have been hard to come by. And like many things in Kashmir Gardens, it seemed like race had a lot to do with it. From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Tuesday, May 31st. Today, as hurricane season hits, we examine why disaster relief funds were diverted away from Kashmir Gardens, the way that's rooted in structural racism, and how residents have tried to rebuild, even as waters rise dangerously around them. Producer Bishop Sand sat down with Tracy to talk about the story. So yeah, let's just start off in the beginning, and we go into okay, it a little so bit deeper. Okay, you don't mind if it gets meandering in a way. No. My, my the thing that Tracy wanted to talk about first was this kind of fundamental idea that where you live and what kind of housing you have is very important. And a lot of communities of color, Black communities in Houston, especially in the northeast part of Houston, just like 10 minutes outside of downtown don't even have storm drainage. Like, they don't have what? curbs and gutters. There's no sidewalks. So, like, where does, like, the rain go? Dude, it's open ditches. Like, what? I, when I heard this on the phone... Open ditches? I know. I was like, I have to see this for myself. Like, you're talking about a major city with, like, and this is an urban community. Like, it's just, instead of sidewalks, there's these open trenches that are sometimes, like, four or five feet deep and maybe, like, three feet wide. Huh. And... That's where the rain collects, and there's no sidewalk. Like, this is very common in more rural areas, right? Like, when you go to a winery in Virginia, you see these open ditches. (laughs) But you don't expect to see it in an urban area, especially in a residential place where, like, there's... Like tons of homes right next to each other, yeah. empty, but they have the city hasn't put in a modern infrastructure, huh. and they flood repeatedly. Like it doesn't have to be a hurricane for the neighborhood to flood; it could be just a major storm. Okay. Yesterday, the actually the ditch flooded. This is a local resident that Tracy talked to. My name is Walter Mallet. I've been a resident in Cashmere Garden since uh, 2006. 
Well, right, your next door neighbor looks like they have a swimming pool in their front lawn. And when I was there, there happened to be a thunderstorm that morning, like a routine thunderstorm. And it didn't flood the houses, but it did flood some of the yards because some of the drainage <laughs> ditches had overflowed. In the rain that we had the other day, the city is deemed to come through and clean out these ditches, but uh, I think in these areas that sometimes uh, they kind of like uh, turn a blind eye. And what happens is there's also a lot of illegal dumping there. So people will throw trash, mattresses, other furniture. Like I saw like baby carriages and tires. Industries will throw industrial waste there. It's disgusting. So that blocks the water from draining. And so the ditches back up and it causes flooding. When When I saw it, I was like, oh my God. This is modern America in the middle of one of the largest cities, and this is this is crazy. Like yeah. I was, I was shocked. There's nowhere for the water to go once it gets there. You know, it's pretty much trapped in by the elevation of the street there, and also the railroad tracks that's in place there. The railroad tracks. I learned that these were another feature of Kashmir Gardens that residents deal with on top of floodwaters. Years ago, the wooden railroad ties between the tracks were coated in a preservative called creosote. Creosote, a cancer-causing chemical once used to treat wooden ties along the tracks. Creosote sank into the ground. The state even studied the cancer incidents here. A 2019 report from the state found higher rates of certain cancers in the area. This report by the Texas Department of State Health Services identifies a cancer cluster in Fifth Ward Kashmir Gardens area as compared to cancer rates statewide. Lung and bronchus, esophagus and larynx cancers were statistically significantly greater than expected. Tracy talked to people in the area who had health problems from their housing situation. Like this man. My name is Lawrence Hester. And he grew up in this neighborhood. I've been here since 1961. He played in these open ditches full of storm water because as a kid, you're like, oh, I'm going to splash in this and swim in it. He remembers this, like, rainbow-hued, oily sheen on the water. His mother died of cancer... His um, brother died of cancer. His father died of cancer. He's convinced he's really sick. He refuses to go to the doctor because he's uh, too scared. But for Lawrence, the most immediate health concern isn't cancer. It's the damage that's already done in his lungs. Me and my daughter and my wife has health problems due to us living in the house with black mold. They even had my child on asthma medication. She didn't have asthma. She had black mold in her lungs. Everybody in my house has black mold in their lungs. Black mold, like other molds, needs excessive moisture. According to Lawrence, a hurricane sweeping through a flood-prone neighborhood like Kashmir Gardens provided that moisture. We are coming 
on the air for breaking news. Hurricane Harvey barreling into the Texas coastline as a Category 4 storm with 130-mile-an-hour winds threatening record rain totals of up to 35 inches throughout much of Texas that could render some areas uninhabitable for months. Water got into Lawrence's house, and the black mold started. Harvey was 2017. It wasn't until 2020 that the house started getting fixed. But ma'am, I've been trying to get help. I've been trying to get help at my house, I know, for 10 or 15 years. And I just got help. Lawrence's house has been renovated by a city-run nonprofit group. They repaired the ceiling, they repaired the walls, there's no more mold now, so that's good. Mm. But there's still underneath the house, the foundation, the joists, those things need to be repaired still. What if, I mean, with climate change, it's only a matter of time before we get another hurricane, so. The next one, I'll probably be out of here. I probably won't have that kind of help no more. On top of all the problems that Lawrence has endured in this neighborhood, there's something else. After the hurricane, the neighborhood didn't get help to protect against future storms. After the break, what happened to this disaster relief money and why it shocked everyone. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. So stay with me here. We're about to talk about federal fund allocations. Federal disaster relief money got put aside for communities like Kashmir Gardens. Texas, in particular, got a whole bunch of federal money after Hurricane Harvey to protect communities against future flooding, right? Okay. And so they're supposed to spend it on building infrastructure, like better storm drainage. And Kashmir Gardens was one of the neighborhoods that they were hoping to improve the infrastructure on. But to use the federal money, cities in Texas applied for grants. But cities weren't applying to the federal government. The state was in charge of who got the money. And the state, they basically set up a contest. And different municipalities apply for these this, this pot of money. Okay. And it shocked everyone, Republicans, Democrats alike, that Houston, the largest city in Texas, and Harris County, the county that surrounds Houston, did not get any of the 
grants from the first round of Hurricane Harvey funds. The mayor of Houston says the city hasn't received a dime. And in fact, the money went towards smaller, more rural communities that were not as heavily damaged by Harvey, whose demographics happen to be whiter, and they're not as low income. This money is supposed to target low income communities, which there are a lot Mm -hmm. in Houston. So it seems strange that Houston was left out. But what's really remarkable is what happened next. After Harris County and Houston did not receive funding for future mitigation, two advocacy groups knew they had to take action. Texas Housers, which is a civil rights um, nonprofit in Texas that really focuses on low-income housing issues, they did their own analysis and they said, look, this is what we see. We think it's racial discrimination. And they had filed a complaint with HUD. HUD is the Department of Housing and Urban Development. It distributed the federal money to Texas. So HUD decides to do its own analysis on how Texas distributed the funds. By the time I went out there, HUD had just released a finding that, yes, in fact, Texas did discriminate racially Mm. against people of color, communities of color, for the way they distributed these funds. It's a a pretty remarkable thing to have the government, the federal government, recognize that there's racial discrimination. Right. But the investigation is still ongoing because the state has appealed and there could be a lawsuit. They could bring it to the Department of Justice. So, yes, it is it is very complicated. But meantime, the people who live in Cashmere Gardens have this open storm drainage. And the next time there's a hurricane or even a big rainstorm, their yards are going to flood and possibly their homes. As far as the disaster mitigation money, were you surprised that none of it has come here yet? If you look at it, how much of that goes to the administration that's distributing the money? As many of these programs have come through, you should have been able to pick out all of the bad spots, all of the rotten spots, and this thing should flow like running water. But it's like the drainage ditch. It's clogged up. People don't mind being challenged for as life is concerned. That makes you better. But when you threaten, the things that's happening here are pretty much threats to everybody here, specifically where the taxes are concerned. Your lifestyle is threatened. One of the biggest things for every individual is to be independent. That part of your life consistently It's threatened these days. Your independence has been threatened. You're telling me I have to move out. Where am I going? I've been here for 30, 40 years. I have family here that's not bloodily related to me. But they're just as close or closer. Where am I going? I'm in a nest of people that I've been knowing for 30 or 40 years.
Tracy Jan is an editor for the health and science section at The Post. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced, sound designed, and mixed by Bishop Sand. It was edited by Rena Flores. I'm Martine Powers. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post.